What's up everybody? Welcome to Crypto with Coop. I'm Coop and this is the spot for fun, informative conversations with influential people in the crypto space. And today I'm talking to Adi Benari. Adi is the founder and CEO of Applied Blockchain. Applied Blockchain is building the London Bridge, which is a trustless bridge between Algorand and Ethereum. They're also building Silent Data, which enables Web3 applications to utilize Web2 data without revealing the data to anyone. It'll enable KYC, AML, and social identity completely confidential. It's a game changer, folks. It's what we need over here in the Algorand ecosystem. So this is a fantastic conversation. I have a lot of fun. We talk state proofs. We talk about how Algorand could potentially become the chain of chains. If you saw him on his panel at Decipher, folks, you know this guy's opinionated and he's got the good opinion. You know what I mean? All right. But before we dive in, let's get a word from our sponsor, Headline Inc. Headline is building essential Algorand ecosystem tools. They just had a DEX go live on Testnet, HDX. It's a flat fee trading platform. Well, it's actually free if you hold a Platinum Astro NFT. But yeah, they're also building DAO tools, NFTs with utility, an options protocol, and so much more. Basically, if Algorand needs it, Headline is building it. All right. All right, everybody. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Adi Benari. Thanks for coming on, by the way. Okay, no, it's a pleasure. We met at the Algorand events and, and yeah. obviously we're on a panel together. It was great, uh, great getting to know you and to, to be on your show now, even better. Absolutely, right? And so, yeah, we did a panel at, uh, I moderated a panel at Consensus about state proofs and, you know, you did a presentation at the AVM event about the London Bridge and silent data and applied blockchain. And yeah, I mean, it was fun in um, Austin, but I'm glad to have you here so I can kind of just ask you whatever I want to ask you. So that's <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. So for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, maybe you can kind of break down, you know, where you've come from, how you got the blockchain and maybe, you know, more specifically Algorand. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, we've been going for quite a few years, so it might take a while. Yeah, let's do it. So, I have time so I, if you do. So I, yeah. <laughs> Adi, Adi Benari, I'm founder and CEO of, of Applied Blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, and I, my background is technical, so I, I did computer science, I was a programmer, uh, and I spent about 20 years uh, working mainly in enterprises, in large companies, in mm -hmm. telecoms, in insurance, in banking, uh, developing systems, integrating, uh, being a, a solution architect, an integration architect, and so on. So I was kind of working in, in large companies, and in the last uh, two or three years, I was working at a bank right. uh, here in London. And, uh, and while I was working at the bank, I, I, I met up, I went for a coffee with uh, an old college roommate, uh, and he was trading Bitcoins. And this was back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And being, being, being a techie, I just looked at the tech, right? Not being a finance right. guy, I didn't, I didn't think about the finance side of it, buying, trading, and so on. I just looked at the tech, yeah. um, and I thought, and the tech just blew my mind. Um, mm. I just thought, this is super interesting. Uh, the things I've been doing before then was integration. And different right. ways of getting systems to talk to each other and companies to talk to each other. Right. And this just looked like a new technology for communication, right? For transacting, for doing things mm -hmm. together. Right. Uh, and so, so that, that was my first uh, attraction to it. Um, mm -hmm. So I, went and I started coding uh, at the time. Ethereum hadn't launched yet, but they'd released the code. So I started mm -hmm. coding Ethereum contracts, uh, showed this stuff at the bank. Uh, I was doing kind of mortgages, uh, conveyancing uh, through smart contracts and that kind of thing, and kind of imagining how this would play out. And of course, nobody at the bank really understood what I, what I, was, what I was trying to tell them. Uh, yeah. So I became the blockchain guy for that bank and mm -hmm. joined these various forums that were starting to form at the time mm -hmm. um, and realized they weren't, there wasn't much happening there. In, in, you know, there wasn't much movement. So I saw the opportunity and started the company. Nice. Uh, and I didn't have any ideas at the time. So the idea was just, I just love the technology. So Applied yeah. Blockchain is, a, is a, a technology company for building solutions using blockchain technology. Uh, right. So we met, we met lots of great people who had some great ideas, and then we started building the solutions for them. Sweet. And, you know, you yeah. seem, um, and Applied Blockchain, when I, I'm, we're going to get to, you know, I know the story goes on because I also asked you yeah. about Algram, but... You know, scrolling through all this stuff is it seems very important. Privacy seems very important to apply blockchain. You're trying to create 
solutions where people, you know, yep. their digital identity. And I saw that, did you, and I didn't look too far into this, but maybe you can talk about it just because you're discussing banks. I saw that maybe you guys teamed up with Intel to write a paper about keeping banking data private or, or uh, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a fair question. Right. Yeah. So, okay. so, so continuing the story, I set up this company and we started doing all these yeah. projects, right? And it was big mm-hmm. companies, startups, people came to us and we started writing these smart contracts and building the applications around them and so on. Mm-hmm. And then one of our customers said, look, um, we, like you, we like the team, we'd like to invest, right? And mm-hmm. we'd like to give you a very big project. Uh, that, that customer was Shell. Um, oh, right. And so we, 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 we then did a very big project for Shell and they invested. And when, when we had the investment funds, and there's a couple mm-hmm. of VCs that, that have invested since then. What, um, uh, what year? Sorry. Sorry, what year was that? 2017. So Shell has been, because I've, I've noticed that Shell has their fingers in a lot. They've been pretty early to this, actually, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. And this was directly with the trading team at Shell. Oh, cool. Right? The traders. Okay. So yeah. they, they just wanted to learn about blockchain, and then and then we started building an, a, a, an application for them, which is now a, it, it's a major application at Shell. Awesome. Um, but anyway, when, when we received the, the investment funds, then we basically set up a, a part of the company to start developing product. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start, we, so we looked around and uh, what really interested us, interested us was uh, cryptography and advanced mm-hmm. cryptography and what, where we could take this technology. Uh, and so we started looking at things like zero knowledge proofs and mm-hmm. we built a protocol with those, uh, multi-party computation, Again, we started looking at trading environments and, and things mm-hmm. that we could. So we built built various things and, and, and tried different things. Um, but a lot of it was focused around privacy because that's what the technology brings. And it's mm-hmm. one of the things that if you want to if you if you want to build different types of applications on blockchain, especially if you're dealing with uh, things coming from outside the blockchain, right. uh, then you need to consider pri- privacy. Yeah. Uh, so initially we looked at software-based cryptography, and mm-hmm. then eventually we discovered this Intel SGX technology, mm-hmm. uh, which which completely blew my mind because it, it's scalable, it's uh, it's fast, and it really allows you to to do a lot of the things that are really very hard still to do with uh, software based cryptography. Mm-hmm. So we discovered this environment where actually we could do all the different things that we that we wanted, and realized that when we, when we put this together with blockchain, it, it becomes very very powerful. Um, mm. So that's why so. So, so we started developing a product around it, which is silent data. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to take data from outside the blockchain, process it in a place where we couldn't see it and we couldn't get mm-hmm. to it, which was this mm-hmm. uh, Intel enclave, and mm-hmm. then get some output from that, which proves something about the data, which could then be verified in a smart contract. Right. right? Without, without revealing anything to the contract. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. okay. So that's what a hardware enclave is. is yeah. That's kind of because I was wondering that as I was, you know, okay. looking through everything. Yeah. So it's so, that Intel thing. So you nobody ever actually knows. So this is going to be great for KYC and stuff like that. Um, well, you know, we're, we're, build, we're building with silent data. We're building a platform where we'd like we're initially going to integrate. We're integrating with different Web2 services. Got it. And, and then we're going to let people integrate the, whatever they come up with, because we don't mm-hmm. know what the uses are. But the right. idea is that there's a platform that on one side you connect your traditional Web2 services, which, mm-hmm. which, which give access to people's personal sensitive, maybe company data mm-hmm. uh, that you definitely wouldn't want to share with a blockchain, let alone with anybody else. Right. So, so you put that data into this enclave, into this environment, and then we can, we can process it, query, prove things about it, and then take that to the, to the dApps, to the smart contract applications. Got uh, it. So, so the first example we came up with when we thought about sensitive data with bank account data. Yeah. Right? And so we did yeah. an integration with uh, open banking APIs, which are very popular in the UK, in Europe, and in the US. Okay. Um, and uh, so, so we integrated, we basically allowed users to connect their bank accounts to this, to this device. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could prove uh, uh, certain queries. So for example, I could prove that my income is more than I don't know, let's say $500 a month, right? Right. But I'm, but I'm not showing you what my income is. I'm not giving you access to my bank account. I'm just right. giving you some proof that my income is above a certain amount, and that might give me access to something. Like maybe a loan DeFi, or something. Like, maybe, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that, that was, that's really where that came from. 
Right. Well, because, yeah, you know, blockchain is this kind of mix of transparency and privacy, right? So it's, it is very transparent, but certainly when it comes to big businesses and banking and your banking information and your social security number or your license, whatever, that's not something you just want to be for everybody to see. I mean, that's, that's clear. And, you know, that's a huge obstacle, right? I mean, that's a big obstacle, especially when it comes to digital identity. Everybody's talking about their digital identity because, you know, we all like to talk about the metaverse and embodying the internet and things like that. So as we get closer to that, this type of digital identity where you can prove things without having to actually tell people things. And this is clearly what led you to Silvio Macaulay, right? I mean, this is an Algorand. So I guess, well, I'll let it's, you it's continue. Actually, it's, a, it's, a mix, it's a mix of things. <laughs> Okay, right. cool. Yeah. So I'll let you keep going. I'm, I'm enjoying this, if you don't oh, mind. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, yeah, so, so my co-founder, who I met when I just uh, started, started the company, uh, Francesco, he's, he's Italian. Yeah. So that, that's the connection, right? He, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, he, so, yeah. so somebody reached out to him from Algorand, and, and the rest is history. We, um, we, we actually worked together on a proposal, on an enterprise mm-hmm. uh, proposal together. Uh, mm-hmm. Partnered on that, and then we we got to know the uh, the technology, the platform, and realized it's actually it, it was really a perfect fit for everything that we we're trying to do, we stand for, and and, and so on. Right, um, and you're not only um, I mean it's not only Algorand for you guys. You do build on you know Ethereum and Solana and you know Polkadot. That's I correct. Think. That's that's correct. Yeah. So we yeah. we started we started on on Ethereum. That that was yeah. the only thing around when we started. Um, right for smart contracts uh, and most of our work uh, was was centered around ethereum uh, and then algorand was probably the next one that we really got got uh, deeply involved in or closely involved in and now mm-hmm. i think it's fair to say half our work so the company's yeah. almost 100 people so mm-hmm. what about half not of, a small uh, half of the team and all of our product work is is based around algorand fantastic um, yeah yeah, so it's been uh, it's it's a big part of what we do. But yeah, we also develop Ethereum applications or other EVM chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've traditionally had a good relationship with Parity and Polkadot as well, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're doing a little bit of work on Solana and on others as well. Yeah. So okay, I mean, I I definitely want to you know we're going to dive into state proofs, London Bridge. I want to talk more about yeah, silent yeah. data, but just in in general, maybe I'll ask you. You know, what are your thoughts now about Bitcoin? You know, you saw it at, you know in two thousand and fifteen, and you were you were enamored, and it, it opened up this this new thing. You know, this yeah. this new poss- these new possibilities. But now, what seven years later, um, how are you thinking about the longevity of Bitcoin? It's its current value and all yeah. of that. I, I, I'll be honest; I've never really had much review on Bitcoin. Right? The, okay. the thing that blew my mind was actually Ethereum. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, and the, the reason for that was the smart contracts, because then we could start right. developing these applications. Got um, it. And and I've you know I, I've uh, I, I, I see myself as a technical person who understands the tech or tries to, mm-hmm. uh, but not as a markets person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, so I, could, you know, I've got no idea. I'm not uh, what it's going to do. Or the, exactly. Yeah, but so, <laughs> so you're not gonna, you're not gonna talk me. Uh, you're not giving me any hopium on the markets. I get it. Um, but no, are you? <laughs> yeah. But so, so you're saying. So, if I'm understanding, it's like okay, Bitcoin was cool, and and that was an interesting thing for you to look at, and it was new. You know, it was. Uh, but it was really Ethereum that kind of got you excited about the potential for all of this. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the thing I would say I'm 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 long on, if I can use the financial term, uh, is, <laughs> is 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 that is is solid tech. Yeah. Right. So uh, you know, there's, oh, there's t- a. Sorry. Sorry, you're talking about Bitcoin or Ethereum? All of them. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, for me, the thing that's interesting this this whole space is built on top of technology. Yeah. Right. And and it's really it's only the technology, right? Yeah. That's the whole. That's the deal, right? Yeah. That's the um, whole thing. And, yeah. And so the, so the fundamentals have to be there. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of nonsense in our space. There's a lot of, of people and projects taking shortcuts and so on. And yeah. and as a technical team and as a as as people who are really in this for the long long term, uh, and looking at that way for our customers as well, mm-hmm. uh, we, we you know we think about. Uh, um, you know, where, where's where's the real technology? Where's the the, the solid? Te- where's the technology that's really been thought through? Where are the teams that are building this stuff? Um, yeah. 
and they, and that's what attracted us to Ethereum in the first place. And I think right. that's one of the reasons why it's it's had its longevity. Right. Uh, and it's definitely one of the things that's uh, attracted us to Algorand. Yeah. And then there we go. That's Algorand. And everybody, that's what a lot of people like to talk about, right? They like to talk about the tech and they like to, not even that they like to, they acknowledge that it's such solid tech. And you have people like Silvio McCauley and Chris Pikert and that whole team at Inc. They're all very, it's, it's solid, right? And People in the community will complain about maybe why is there no like why is it so slow for network effects? But I mean, it's also not that old. I think it's just three years on mainnet, so it's much newer than something like Ethereum. But what are your thoughts about you know Algorand mass adoption and um, you know and more you know more more awareness towards the technology and how and how solid it is? I mean, it's it's very tricky. Right, it's very yeah. complicated. The, the, the space moves incredibly quickly, um, yeah. and it's but it's still. I think it's still very, very early days. Right, right. I mean, I think we haven't scratched the surface yet. Um, yeah, we think about what, what where the technology will go and what it should be doing, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and, and I, I think we've only just started. So yeah. I'm not From all that, that worried about. Yeah, I'm not all that worried about you know projects that have got uh, much more marketing, uh, maybe traction behind them. Uh, right. For all sorts of reasons, you know, we've seen how we've seen where some of them have ended up uh, in recent weeks, yeah. and, uh, and and I've come back to fundamentals. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think if you got your fundamentals right, then you've got a, you've got as good a chance uh, as anyone else. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, in, in Algorand, you have uh, a a very solid, a very good team. Um, you know, a very good uh, core platform, which is proving mm -hmm. itself. Um, the smart contract language is is a challenge, right? Because it's mm -hmm. it's it's not um, it's obviously not the one that the majority of developers are used to with Ethereum. It's interesting because mm -hmm. because uh, we've been in this space for a long time. When we first started, everyone complained about Solidity and Ethereum, right? Mm -hmm. And all the next generation of blockchains were really well. This is these are all the problems on Ethereum with Solidity, and, and here's a much better way of doing things. And mm -hmm. I think Algorand's um, virtual machine is really is optimized, right? It's optimized to make Algorand faster. It's optimized to give you primitives that you need, and so on. So it has all these optimizations, which are which are useful, and uh, and, and allow Algorand to be as performant as it is, and so on. And yeah. Some of the properties it does, but but obviously it's been very easy for people to just copy paste code out of Ethereum that's been yeah. around for a while and has proven itself. So, yeah. it, you know, it was always hard. It's hard to predict this stuff. Right? Yeah, there's, you know, at Consensus, what we were both at, you know, you listen to maybe like the Polygon guy or, you know, I saw, I think it was at the SALT conference. It was the Avalanche guy. And there's a lot of people like it's only going to be EVM. You know, it's the when it comes to layer one, it's Ethereum. And, you know, there'll be layer twos. There'll be several layer yeah. twos. And a lot of people seem to really think that that's what it, what it's going to be. I, I, I think the jury's still out. I yeah. think the, the, the shortcut, the quick path has been EVM, people that wanted to copy-paste projects onto other chains. Right. Um, you know, those are quick wins. But I see a lot of, you know, we see a lot of very good projects. I'll say some of the best projects, including Algorand, that just mm -hmm. that, that have their own platform, their own language, and it's optimized for, for them. And, and yeah. there's, there's very good reasons for that as well. So... You know, uh, yeah. uh, we've been in the space long enough to know that just what's happening now isn't necessarily what will happen tomorrow. Yeah, well, and that's, isn't that what, everybody does this, right? You know, they think, okay, well, Bitcoin is always going to be the thing. It's always going to be there at number one and because it's been there for so long. It's been 12 years. That's long. I'm not saying that yeah. that's not yeah. long, but, you know, and then Ethereum, it's, it's like you're saying, we're at the beginning. Right. And they're um, and that's and that anything can happen. And it's not like Algorand doesn't have any network effects. And it's, you know, I probably has something to do with just like your co-founder being Italian. It's like maybe FIFA was like the fact that was, <laughs> I think this Italian thing is really well, working for us. As, yeah. As a, as, a, as, a, as a technologist and as a, as a tech purist, I'd like to think that the, the, the tech is what's, you know, if something isn't well built, then yeah. it shouldn't survive. Right. In right. the long run. Right. Right. So, so some of these other projects that have kind of been marketing first, yes, um, and are, are kind of playing catch up with the tech. Mm -hmm. it, it can go either way, right? If the tech doesn't catch up, then the you know the 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 they'll get hit at some point, right? And we've right. seen some of the other platforms really have have some major issues. 
Right. And so maybe I'm yep. going to, I'm going to use you to help me kind of understand something here. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know you're building on several chains, so I don't, I'm not necessarily trying to get you to throw anything under the bus or anything, but yeah. let's talk about Solana for a second. So, you know, okay. Solana goes down a lot, right? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here. Yeah, maybe. And so, <laughs> and then we just saw, uh, you know, this whole thing with, uh, I guess it's called Solend or whatever. And they were trying to get that whale account. And it turns out that, you know, they're smart contracts. So maybe are, um, are upgradable or, you know, there's, there's really, it seems to be on a lot of the Solana smart contracts, a single point, you know, is centralized. I mean, it's just, that's what it is now. My, I guess I have a two-layered qu- question. Is that same capability there on Algorand? Do you know? Is that can you? I, I don't know the specifics of that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the details of that. Um, okay, cool. But but I mean, in in principle, you you know, it should, these things shouldn't be centralized, right? You you you, you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I guess the way smart contracts are set up is they're deployed as code with rules, right? And 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 whatever those rules allow, if they allow one party to upgrade. The, the, the contract itself, then that's what they allow. If they don't, there shouldn't be another way to change things, right? Yeah. If there is, then we should be asking ourselves questions because the, the, the trust in the blockchain comes from the fact that you know that the technology is working in a certain way mm-hmm. and, and abiding by certain rules. If, if, if that can be interfered with, then how can you trust to put your token in there, right? Right, right. Um, I mean, the, 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 the problem in the space is that we, the beauty of it is that it's you know the, the tech is there? It's all built on cryptography. It's it's mm-hmm. we, we, you know we, we, we can trust it. It's transparent. Uh, it's you know if, if it's set up the way it's supposed to be set up, then 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 we can trust it, right? To a large right. extent. Um, and and the problem in the space is that people just because it's transparent doesn't mean people really look at it and check it. Well, that's absolutely right? true. Yeah. And, and and we wrote <laughs> a report recently. We had we had a, an investor come to us in January. Who wanted to put a lot of he who runs a fund and he wanted to put a lot of money into Terra, mm-hmm. and and he said to us, "Look, um, can you? I'm a bit, you know, I, I, I'm a bit nervous. Um, I've got. He, he had a relatively big fund. He said one percent of all global assets at that point in time were crypto, and he said I'm going to put one one percent of my fund into crypto, um, and uh, and and he, he was looking at Terra and he said, can you? He asked us to to sort of do some research and put together a paper on the different insurance options and risks and so on." And, and we did, and we described the risks, and we described how, how it could uh, collapse. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what we described is what, is, is what actually happened. And we, we've since got permission to publish the paper, which we have. Oh, good. Um, but what this illustrates is that all the information is there. Yes. Right? There wasn't really a surprise in Terra because it worked the way it was supposed to. Um, yeah. It did what it said on the tin. There wasn't anything going on behind the scenes that, that, that changed that. Right. right? It's just people didn't really look very carefully at the tin, right? They just right. Uh, saw someone else was going there, and it said twenty percent on the door. So, so there yeah. you go. So, right. so th- and and so this is true of platforms. <laughs> this is true of protocols. Uh, you know, people like to say, "Well, we don't need regulation because you can trust the code because you can check it and so on." That's right. fine as long as we check the code. Right. Yeah, just as long as we all have a friend like you that can do it. But like me, I mean, what am I going to check? I'll I'll check it and it'll be like, oh, that's oh, good, you know. I mean, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that, that, that's yeah. the deal, though, right? That's the deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, um, uh, just real quick, back to Solana. Just um, just because it's a good example, I think, because oh. you know, mentioning network network effects um, and as pertaining to Algorand. Solana is non EVM and it seemed to, you know, gather some steam. Obviously it's a, Mm -hmm. it's extremely popular for NFTs and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money there and everything like that. So when you compare something like Solana and a lot of those, how concerned if, if you're looking at Solana, are you about all these outages, these reboots, these, you know, um, the different things like, do you see it as well? You know, they're in beta for a couple of years. <laughs> beta for yeah. I mean, that, that, this yeah. This this is what I meant about the, the the kind of the tech catching up with the marketing, right? Yeah. Um, right. So so I mean, Solana. You know, I don't know all the details, but obviously a lot of trading activity, FTX and so on, uh, brought, mm-hmm. brought a lot of traffic uh, to the Solana platform. Brought a lot of developers. There's certainly a lot of activity. Um, there's a lot of ideas. It's 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 very exciting to see so many people. Uh, d- doing all these different projects, 
Right. Um, when we look at when we look at the underlying tech, uh, you know, I haven't looked at it super close, but from what I've seen, um, first of all, the um, you know the, the the technology that you need in order to host Solana is is is, is very large, right? Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it and, and therefore, by its nature, it's it, you know, can't, I think it, 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 it's relatively centralized. That's that's yeah. the first thing. Second, I don't think it has the mechanics that Algorand does to, to be more decentralized. Yeah, right, right. There you go. And yeah. th- then, then you look at the outages, and that's obviously that's a problem, right? Um, yeah. and you know, reliability of these networks. You know, you, you've got a network which everybody treats as a safe place. This is where I'm putting my assets. This is where I'm running my applications. Right. You need that. You need those guarantees. Right. This is why I go yes. back to the fundamentals. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's there's a there's a game here, right? Will the technology catch up with the to the marketing? The, That's with it. With the marketing, with the requirements, uh, and or will will there be uh, will, will there be more issues um, which yeah. might eventually drive people to a more robust technology? I don't know. Yeah, I mean that it's it's. I never quite, you know, put it so yeah. simply in my head, but it is really yeah. like, will the market catch up to the technology, like uh, Algorand, or and will the Solana technology yeah. catch up to the great marketing? Yeah. You know, if I look at the other blockchains, uh, some of the other ones that are out there. So Polygon started as a again not decentralized, not yeah. a, another instance of Ethereum. Right? Yeah, and then and then because people loved the fact that it was cheap. You know, yeah. they, they they just all went over there and and did all their activity there. And now over time, they're building out cryptography, zero knowledge rollups, and and all these other things, and making yeah. the network more decentralized. But um, it's you know it, it, the, the forces were it wasn't that there was robust tech there in the first place, and then or, or that they'd solved some some great technology problems. As far as I'm aware, when they yeah. first started, it was more this was an alternative destination. It's very quick and cheap. And yeah. then with all of that traffic came the is now the, the really catching up. So they the are technology. they are catching it up. Yeah, I mean, because I, yeah. I remember hearing from Vitalik Buterin being like, "Well, it's far too centralized for my comfort, but it's yeah. also helping people transact on Ethereum until we figure this out." So exactly. it's you know it's like this kind of. Yeah. Sophie's Choice type of thing, and yeah, you know I'm- you're seeing you're seeing now, right? You're seeing. Um, People kind of want bailouts and, you know, there's a lot of things crashing and I'll see on Twitter a lot of people like, well, what's so wrong with centralization? You know, it's like, Jesus, like, where, how, how is, how have we gotten back to well, here? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that comes back to the other thing is, is, is what questions are people asking when they're actually using these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's 20% over there. So, so you know, and, and everybody's over there already. So I'll just head over yeah. there. Right. Or, yeah. You know, thankfully, um, I, I I saw that. You know, I was like, man, twenty percent on a, on a stable coin, <laughs> and I and I also watched it trade within a certain range, and I thought this seems yeah. like easy money. And then anytime I think yeah. easy money, I I'm like, okay, there's got to be something wrong. So thankfully, I I pulled back because I would hate right. to be one of those people that uh, got wrecked by that. But it, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me either. No. no um... <laughs> I mean that's it. It was it was a risky. Uh, it, it had a lot of risk, obviously, involved in it. Um, yeah. The, the other types of blockchains that we see, um, which also came out around the same time with Algorand, is those uh, networks of networks like Polkadot yeah. and Cosmos and so on. Now, right. very good teams, very good technology. Um, yeah. I, I'm not completely convinced that that paradigm of of these or having these different sub networks that specialize in different things is necessarily uh, the optimal way forward. And right. that was something that we spoke about in Decipher as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I said, I think uh, simplicity is really what we all want. Right. Um, because if you can solve the problems of throughput, transaction fees, um, scalability in one place, then you can get your composability. You can make things easier for users. You know, all, all these different blockchains and, and networks of networks and so on add complexity. And when right. I try to get my family to use NFTs uh, and, and move from one network to another because the NFTs were being sold in one and they wanted to sell them on the other, it, it was just yeah. an impossible mission, right? The, yeah, this, yeah, all yeah. these things that we tech guys think, oh, we'll just add that bit over there and then we've solved all the problems. We're actually yeah. adding complexity. Right, right. So, okay, so let's let's get on track here. So, okay, you're... <laughs> 
<laughs> you mentioned you mentioned uh, well, actually, before we do that, you mentioned Cosmos and these um, separate chains, and I may reveal some ignorance here. But with all of these, like you know, parachains, and don't they need validators and their own validators? And doesn't that just end up like very kind of you know centralized in a lot of ways? Is, is that the way? The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, setting up your, your own network is uh, isn't trivial. Right? Yeah. Getting the incentives yeah. right and getting a broad enough uh, validator set is hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and we and we've seen lots. We've seen many blockchains that have been compromised because the validator set's been compromised, right? Because it was right. too small. It wasn't uh, decentralized enough. Right. Um, I think the Ronin network, which had the bridge attack, which was mm -hmm. a big gaming platform, uh, the attack on the bridge was through the lack of decentralization. Right. Yeah. It was actually through the nodes of the network. Yeah. So this idea that you have, you can easily spin up a sub network. Um, it's 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 not trivial, right? Because yeah. just because you've got a group there doesn't mean you've got real security. The, the the whole premise of blockchain, the whole idea of it, and the value comes from the fact that you can trust the network. Yeah. And that's and that's and and this trust is a relative thing, right? It's not binary. You right. can trust it more if there's less chance of it being compromised. If there's less chance of of the group being compromised if there's less chance of the group colluding to, to the runoff with your assets and so right. on so these are the fundamentals again if you if you dilute them you, you, you're taking big risks yeah and then even if you think about it in a kind of global with the way the world is right now and you know you have russia china it seems like they're they're kind of going after the petrodollar there's just there's a lot of disruption and you have no idea where this is going to head and true de decentralization where no single government can shut something down and, you know, there's nodes here and then there's nodes in England and all across the world and it's actually distributed um, will actually, cre you know, creates a robustness and is actually what we are, you know, what everybody set out to do in the first place. And it seems like we're we're trying a big portion of the people that are in this space are just constantly compromising for a quick yield or is whatever it's about JPEGs and you know NFTs. I'm not, I'm joking. I, I you know I own NFTs. I'm not I'm not talking down to NFTs, but still, it, it just becomes flipping in market conditions rather than actually what it is the value it brings. So do you you see decentralization as an important component to all of this? Right. I, I think it's it's what it's all about. Right. If yeah. you take out decentralization, you know, we, 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 we build blockchain applications. We get a lot of people coming to us with projects. Right. right? And, and quite often we, we, we try to take them apart right? and, and actually work out, do we need a blockchain for this? Where's the value? And so on. Uh, and, and ultimately, it does come down to that. It, it, it's, does decentralization actually make this better for everybody? Right. 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 And 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 it, it's you know, does it make the solution more efficient? Does it make it more secure? Does it make it cheaper? Does it make it uh, more attractive to users because it looks after their interests more? Um, yeah. And and so decentralization obviously offers this new model. As you said, it's super interesting to to, to think of this uh, this network that just cuts across humanity. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, and 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 we could potentially you know, not potentially we can all transact on. Um, yeah, and the and and the the decentralized the decentralization also brings with it uh, a lot of efficiencies, I think, mm -hmm. um, primarily through these smart contracts, right? Uh, and that's because the smart contract can act as an escrow, so mm -hmm. I can put money in, you can put your product in, you know, you only get your, uh, you know, the product only comes out the other side if the money's there. We don't need the middleman, right? The right. smart contract yeah. gives us that. And, and DeFi is really just a kind of an extension of all of that. Yeah. Uh, um, that 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 is a, is, a, is efficiency, right? To do yeah. that before we would have needed a building full of people and admins and legal and all the rest of it, and now right. we can do that with people we don't know across the world, of just through just with a piece of code, right? That for yeah. me is is pure efficiency. That efficiency yeah. is only possible because of decentralization. Yeah. Uh, and that that's that that's the future of, of transacting. And I, I promise to get back on track here, but so when <laughs> I'm going to keep on saying that I'm, I'm totally just having the conversation I want to have. I hope it's okay. But so with that being said, what are your thoughts on like proof of work versus proof of stake? 
And then you could, we could also add pure proof of stake, you know, the Algorand consensus, you know, are there, do you, um, are you somebody that looks at proof of work and thinks, okay, that's antiquated and this isn't, that's not a realistic solution or, you know, what is it that you're, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, proof of work for me is, is kind of a purist solution, right? It has a purity about it that, that we haven't been able to achieve in the other protocols. Right. Right. Um, and that, that purity is really that balance of economic incentives uh, for, for anonymous parties, for, for large groups of anonymous parties and so on. Right. Um, but th- that comes at a very, very high price. Right? And that price is obviously economic because that's, that's part of the, the, the mechanics of it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's environmental. Uh, it's also speed and scale and throughput and so on. So I, uh, you know, I, I, even though it's it's it has that purist, uh, certainly from a tech perspective and an economic perspective, a model attached to it, I think we we've had to uh, move away from it. So yeah. I think Ethereum is is it looks like it's doing the right thing, and and uh, Algorand obviously did, yeah. uh, and and most other sort of next next generation blockchains uh, have done the same thing for the same reason. Yeah. But then there's different ways of doing proof of stake. Right. Uh, as you say, some blockchains have remained very centralized and it's, it's not always very transparent or clear how they're controlled. Uh, right. Others, and I think Algorand does fall into this category, have gone to a lot of effort to make sure the protocol is more decentralized. Right. Um, proof of stake does also have this, uh, the, the concept that if you have more funds, then you have more, more control. That's also a little bit controversial. Um, yeah. But I mean, you could argue that proof of work has gone that way as well. I mean, who's bought all these farms of servers? Right? Yeah, exactly. No, it's not the. Yeah. So it's 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 a yeah. mess. And but <laughs> I, I, it, <laughs> there's bad things on both sides. Is basically yes. what it is. And so it's like yeah. one of those choices. And then this is my last off topic. And then I want to talk state proofs, London Bridge, and you know we'll we'll yeah. we'll we'll plow forward with that. But you know, with your um, you know, with your emphasis, it seems on privacy as well. Um, do you see, um, you know, coins like Monero or Zcash or even like Litecoin with their new upgrade? Do you find those compelling at all, or is it, um, or is it not really something that you're too too focused on? I mean, I think uh, intellectually, Zcash yeah. is was was mind blowing, right? I think it was probably a bigger event than Bitcoin, right? right. From a pure geek perspective. Okay, right. maybe you maybe uh, you can tell me uh, tell tell me a little bit about. I, we're talking about Zcash on the Algorand right. podcast, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. Zcash was was one of the first applications of zero knowledge proofs, right? right? And it was certainly, as far as I'm aware, it's the, it's the first blockchain that was really built around a zero knowledge proof, uh, or first mm-hmm. mainstream blockchain that yeah. was built around a zero knowledge proof uh, protocol, which of course Silvio Mcnally was the the godfather of. Yeah. Um, but but this was this was a really trying to create a version of Bitcoin that had that used zero knowledge proofs for privacy, mm-hmm. um, and 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 they and they did it and uh, and I think it's a, it was it was a big achievement at the time. Uh, now right. it's kind of like Bitcoin itself in that it's really slow, it's inefficient, it's uh, and so on. Um, yeah. But but I think it was a, it was definitely a milestone. Yeah. Uh, on privacy itself, I've I've got mixed mixed views because uh, I I'm not comfortable with the idea of I don't know a, a, a you know a platform that can be easily used for nefarious purposes, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've got family, kids. I come from a country yeah. where we, unfortunately we have, we've had a lot of terrorism. You know, I I, I kind of uh, I'm you know I'm conflicted, yeah. right? I'm uh, I'm not that comfortable with with a place where really we can enable. It's great to enable privacy so people don't feel like they're being watched by the state and they, they, they have their rights. But on the other hand, I also, you know, I think there should be ways to, to prevent certain people from doing certain things as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like it my idea over here, there was a whole, you know, uprising about defund the police. And I'm like, I feel like it's a lot easier to say defund the police when you don't have a bunch of children. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's easier to like, be like, oh yeah, the the police are the problem. But when you're walking around the streets of Los Angeles and it does not feel safe um, with your two small children, it's just kind of like, okay, well maybe fund them a little bit, at least (laughs) like, what are we doing here? And and which they're funded obviously. And, but the, I, the point is taken is that, you know, if it, if Monero is often used for, 
you know, illicit things. I mean, it's the, I think it's the one to move. It's the one they go to, you know, so Hitman and all that stuff. So there's a dark side to it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So there we go. And so we, we, we did touch on silent data, but we haven't really talked about, um, the London bridge, which is going to be leveraging state proofs. And it's a bridge from Algorand to Ethereum. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you are with that, you know, exactly how it's going to work and how does it use state proofs and, you know, how close we are to having that go live. Yeah. So, um, so we, we started building London bridge, uh, when the foundation put out uh, a grant, uh, program, uh, to encourage uh, bridges in the ecosystem. Uh, so okay. we responded, we were one of a number of companies that responded to that. Um, mm -hmm. We started building London Bridge and the technology that um, Algorand um, has been encouraging us to, to look at and use is state proofs. Mm -hmm. um, state proofs are a, uh, a way for a proof of stake blockchain to be verified outside of itself. Mm -hmm. right? So if, you've got, if you're outside the blockchain and you want to know that a transaction has really come and really happened on that blockchain and is part of a verified block, that's mm -hmm. not an easy thing to achieve on proof of stake blockchains. It's right. actually easier on proof of work. Right. Um, on proof of stake, you need you need a special feature like state proofs to be able to do that. Got it. Got yeah. it. So yeah. it would be easy to build. It's easier to build a bridge from Algorand to Bitcoin than it is Algorand to, um, well, I guess eventually Ethereum. Um, I mean, B Bitcoin is is. is is it doesn't really doesn't smart contracts it's very hard yes. to do this kind of to do anything like that <laughs> with bitcoin bad example but, yeah yeah right but 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 with ethereum and the other blockchains you have smart contracts and the idea is that with bridges is you deposit your funds into a smart contract on one blockchain and yeah. they appear on they they, they they get locked up or or, or burned there, yeah. and then they and then they, they appear on the in a smart from a smart contract on the other blockchain right um and that other blockchain before it can mint those new wrapped tokens, it needs mm -hmm. to know that, that, that there really has been tokens deposited on the original chain. They really have been locked up or burnt. And right. so, so we need, so the bridge infrastructure needs to be able to verify that. So it needs to know mm -hmm. for a fact what's happened on that blockchain. And ideally the other blockchain can verify it itself. Right. right? And, and so, so state proofs are a way of really exporting the evidence of what's happened on Algorand. And allowing mm -hmm. it to be efficiently verified on Ethereum or on another chain. Mm -hmm. And so, and it is, um, and it's also uh, it's lightweight and it's trustless as well. You know, it's it's, yep. it's creating a lot of because you know obviously current bridging solutions are usually exactly what you said. It's like a vault, and you deposit right. you know I mean, your Ethereum into a vault, and then they wrap the Ethereum. We have that. We we do that with Algo Mint on Algorand, and um, so yeah, go ahead. You were going to say something. So, so I was going to say we talked about people not checking the fundamentals of the blockchain and and uh, not checking the fundamentals of the DeFi protocols where they're putting all their coins. Mm -hmm. um, bridges is the last thing people bother checking. Yeah, right? and and actually, bridge uh, bridge technology and security was uh, quite horrific in the first versions of bridges that we had out there. Mm -hmm. um, so you basically had a server that sits in the middle, listens to events on one blockchain, and has a key. And that key just mints uh, tokens on the other blockchain. But there's really no security there. There's no cryptography. Right? Yeah. There's nothing really tying those things together. There's nothing stopping a bridge operator from just doing whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so, and they, they could, for example, just not do anything. <laughs> so your tokens <laughs> are locked up and there you go. Yeah. Uh, or they could just mint lots of tokens on the other side. They, literally, they could do that. They can do that. In, so in, in it's, a, it's a definition yeah. of trusting something that doesn't really have to identify itself, isn't regulated, has no no real, um, there's not a lot of consequences for a lot of these things. So it's not a real solution. And, and also pe pe people get religious about the blockchain itself, right? What's the technology? Yes. What's the consensus? Is it decentralized? And then yeah. the, t the token's moving across. Nobody worries about, right? You're, you're actually giving them to someone and hoping that they'll be kind enough to send them to the other side uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah, literally right. how some of these bridges work um, okay. so we're, so the, the approach on Algorand is, is obviously been different the approach on mm -hmm. Algorand is we'll give you the tools mm -hmm. uh, to be able to verify on the other side before those tokens are minted and so the the, the two sides are tied together through cryptography mm -hmm. which is really how we want things uh, only right. when the evidence appears from the right place and it's been verified can something happen over there and, and vice right. versa 
Right. Yeah. Were you aware, did you see on Twitter, it was like a week ago, um, the Ethereum Foundation tried to poke holes into the um, code of, I guess it was state proofs. I, I think that they, they saw, they, they thought they saw something there. I, I was going to say, I mean, I haven't seen this, the, the, the specific uh, exchange, but, um, but I've heard that the Ethereum is, is either put out or is putting out something equivalent because as they're moving to a proof of stake chain, they have to do something similar. Got it, yeah, got it. Otherwise, otherwise, their chain can't be verified when, when uh, outside of itself. Right. Um, but, um, but the other thing I wanted to say about London Bridge mm. is that we, we've added a, another um, kind of another piece of security in the middle. Okay. Right? Uh, and it's, um, it's, it's the secure enclave, the same technology that we use in silent data. Right. And the reason we put it out there is because Ethereum at the moment is super expensive. Right? Yeah. It's a little bit cheaper now, but it's still super expensive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that means that to verify anything, to do anything on Ethereum, we have to be really careful what we're doing there. And if we're verifying something from another blockchain, that's going to be quite complicated. Even if it's made compact and so on, it's still going to be complicated and expensive. Got so, it. And state proofs themselves are being developed in two stages. The first stage is to bring the evidence from Algorand. Mm-hmm. And the second stage is to make it really compact using, using what's called a zero knowledge proof. So mm-hmm. we're now about to receive the first stage. That's nearly there. Mm-hmm. Um, what we will do in London Bridge is we'll take that proof into an enclave. Mm-hmm. We'll verify it on the enclave. And then the enclave will, will produce evidence that it's verified and everything's correct from Algorand. And that's and, and we'll give something very simple to the Ethereum contract to then use before it issues its token. So we're Got kind it. of... We're kind of uh, creating this interim um, stage where we can make things even cheaper and more efficient at this stage at the moment. Got uh, it. By adding this extra piece of technology in the middle. Oh, got it. So, okay. So Algorand is the, the state proofs that they're delivering in July, which they say is going to be, it's it's not going to be that compact. It's not where it's going to end up. And so you guys are using this technology that you've already, you've already worked with. And to compress it and make it cheaper correct. and easier to move. Got it. Co- correct, correct. So we may find that the the final version of state proofs is so efficient that we don't need the bit in the middle anymore. We can just yeah. go straight and do everything on the Ethereum contract. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, we're setting it up in that way so we can get the end-to-end security and uh, trust uh, layer that we need. So, okay. So then once uh, state proofs come mm-hmm. next month, if everything goes according to plan and timing, is yeah. how close is the London Bridge uh, ready to, you know, be deployed and for people to use? Yeah. I mean, the only thing, we're waiting for the state proofs, then we do a security audit and then, uh, and then we then should be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So and we've already been I... speaking to, sorry, go on. No, no, I'm, no. You've already been speaking to who? Yeah. Yeah. We're speaking to, to, to a whole bunch of really great Algorand projects and, and mm-hmm. getting everybody ready. And we're going to be testing with them on the test net. Um, and then uh, once we come out of the security audit, then we'll go live. Right. And is the long-term vision to, you know, there's the London bridge and then is there going to be other bridges to other chains? Uh, you know, are you, are we, are we going to have, I don't know, where else would we want a bridge? I guess Solana would be a place or yeah. I don't know, Cardano or something. Yeah, they, they, they could. I mean, the, the easiest um, next set of destinations will probably be other EVM chains. Right. Um, like Avalanche. Or, yeah, right. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or chains which are, it's not just about the contract, it's also about the light client. So mm-hmm. um, chains with light clients that are similar to Ethereum's or similar mm-hmm. in, in the way they need to be validated. Um, and yeah, where the demand is. So it might be right. Solana, Avalanche, as you said, some of the others. Yeah, wherever it is, yeah, wherever the, uh, yeah. Wherever the demand is. And so yeah. uh, then just going back to silent data again, um, yeah. so uh, w- What's the ultimate vision? How close are we? Like, what when this goes live? What can we, as a uh, you know, a guy that's using DeFi and and is is in the world? Like, what what is? How is this going to benefit me? And what am I what am I excited about when I when I learn about silent data? Or, you know? Yeah. So so the two main things we see with silent data with silent data is uh, one is identity credentials. Right. right, and they and they could be proof that you've been KYC'd, obviously, and AML checks and things like that, and, yeah. and you've got a bank account maybe, but also it could be proof that you own your social media accounts, right? and right. that could be it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you prove that you're the person behind this account, but you're not revealing anything else about yourself, right? And that account mm-hmm. itself might be anonymous. 
Right. Um, so, so linking, it's really proving um, and linking to, to things outside the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly anything to do with identity credentials. And, mm-hmm. and it's really just a case of anything that has an API that we can integrate with. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we can then uh, use in this way. And the second thing is uh, just tokenization of real-world assets. Right. So again, right. when there's an asset that you're bringing to the blockchain and the value and the uh, provenance and the origination of that asset is outside, comes from outside the blockchain, then mm-hmm. you really want some proof points. Because today, the way it's structured today is, you know, there'll be some entity that is effectively importing these these assets and, and tokenizing like- them and, and basically com- you're completely trusting them and right we think this should this should be we want to take the trust and extend it outside the blockchain mm-hmm. um, and so we, what we'll do with silent data is we allow you to hook up to different data points that will uh that will basically show you where the assets come from show you what the properties of the asset are show you what the risks are and sort of the assets credentials got it Right. What's an example? Give me an example of an asset that you think would be perfect for this. Okay, so so the first one that we've built with with, with silent data is is invoices, right? Company mm-hmm. invoices. So company invoices right. are a financial asset that a company can use in order to get financing. Right. right. Someone's going to pay me in a month in sixty days. Uh, in the meantime, I can go to someone else to get the money early, and I'll sell them the the, the invoice. Right. Got it. Right. Uh, so that so that's an asset. It's an asset, right? It's an asset that can be financed. Yeah. Um, and it has some great properties that actually make it interesting for, for tokenization. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how do, you know, what, how do you know the asset's good, right? Somebody's created an invoice. Right? So first mm-hmm. of all, you want to know it's come from the company's accounting system. You want to know that the companies on both sides are real companies, right? You might mm-hmm. want to know that, they're, you know that they've got funds in their bank account or they've got some trading history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, um, and, and it's really both sides. It's the company that's created the invoice and it's the one that's going to pay as well mm-hmm. uh, so there are all these different things that, that will strengthen the the value of the asset right and reduce the risk around it and so right. what, what we've done is we've we've um we, we've paired up with a, an invoice financing company um and we're getting the date that we're getting these different data points they all come into the enclave mm-hmm. that we don't see the data it all gets processed in this private environment and then there's some evidence which is effectively, a, it comes up into a score for that invoice, which is based on all of that data and all those different data points. And so we can prove that we've got all these different data points and that they all lead to this score. And that right. score can then be verified, uh, can, can, be, can be part of the token. So when you trade that token, you could say, I only want invoices that are above a seven. Right. And what does above a seven mean? Well, you look at the silent data code, which will be transparent and verifiable. And it will tell you what we've done. All we've been through all these checks, and if it passes all of this, and it's a seven. And so, that's how you can start to take data and data sources outside the blockchain and bring them to life through a token, which can then be used in DeFi and in all these other protocols that we're all dreaming up. Um, yeah, and and with the trust that goes with it. I mean, this is the real exciting part of this technology, right? Is that we can actually do things like this. You can pull these things from the real world and, and you can verify it and you can have these things tokenized. It's because, you know, we're in, you know, not that to talk markets, but we're in such a bear market where most of the people in this, you know, and then all the accusations are coming. There's all a Ponzi, you know, everybody is, uh, you know, everybody's pointing fingers at these people that believed in this and and all of this. And so- what is it that maybe, I mean, we've talked about it. You talked about smart contracts. You talked about how you don't, it removes middlemen. And we, we talked about how it, it, it can create rails that can't just be shut down by one entity and all that. Those are really important things. But what is it that you believe that is the value, the main value yeah. of all this? Yeah, I, I, I keep coming back to the same thing, which is technical efficiency. Yeah, it sounds a bit boring, but actually, it's the reason why we started using Excel instead of paper. <laughs> exactly, right? and it's the yeah. reason why we use databases then instead of Excel, and right. and it's the reason why we use internet instead of you know calling people on the phone or whatever. It's yeah. it, 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 it all these things basically make our lives easier, right? And they make right. things faster, cheaper, safer, uh, and and that's exactly what this is. I don't think there is another technology available to us today which allows us to transact as efficiently as, as a blockchain does. Right. right? There and, it is. Uh, and the blockchain isn't really used at the moment 
for any for, for you know it's used for hardly anything in terms of what the world is transacting right yeah the way, the way businesses uh pay each other and deal with each other the way yeah. goods uh, are traded and so on i mean it's uh, we, we, we haven't scraped the surface yet and so right. all that efficiency is waiting and it's not being used yet yeah it's kind of like you know blockchain could just replace like for example swift you know swift could be you know they well, we, or... i mean you know we we, we get We've got, I mentioned, we're a company of 100 people now, so we get, you know, we have revenues. Uh, half of our funds, half of our invoices that are paid to us come mm-hmm. through is, is USDC. Yeah. Right? And so, so it makes so, it so easy. Yeah, it's, it's instant. You know, clients yeah. in the US and clients everywhere. And we get, you know, I, I receive an email that says, I've, I've wired the funds, but the fi- funds are there before the email. Yeah. Well, and that's that's another thing that I think that maybe us over here in the United States, you, we only see what we do. And it's like, oh, well, you can just yeah. Venmo. You can just, you know, you can just do this. But it's like, wait, no, actually, if I wanted to, if you wanted to send me money from England, it's a much more expensive, convoluted process. So yeah. th- that's the payments. But really, the magic is the is, is layering the contract on the business logic on top of that, the you know, the escrow that I talked about on all the different things you can do there. That, that, that's really where the efficiencies are. And it, it comes into everything that we trade, every way that we do business or that people deal with each other in businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. I want to, you know, close up with this question because watching you at Decipher, it was a lot of fun. You know, there everybody wanted to talk about a multi-chain future and you were like, but what if it isn't? What if what if there is a chain of chains? What if there, you know Algorand is the settlement layer for all of this stuff? Like so, maybe uh, just for everybody out there that's listening and watching, like what is your you know your thesis on how Algorand could potentially become the chain of chains and you know that that type of yeah. I, I mean, I think it does it does come back to that uh, that long game and. You know, the, the really this this space is built on these security fundamentals and this technology, and I think if you if if you have a solid solution which does the job, which uh, which does the job better than other solutions, then I think you have a better chance ultimately of surviving and of, of attracting more and more uh, activity. Right. Uh, and I think Algorand has uh, you know we've talked about the technology, we haven't talked about the team. Yeah. But for me, having being a techie and being in this space since 2015, it's all about people. Yeah. Right. It's about the team I've got. It's about the customers we deal with. It's about the partners. And and I genuinely mean it. The you know the Algorand people that we've worked with and dealt with uh, have been you know it's been it's a really impressive team. Uh, got it. And, and 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 really professional. And I think if you put those two things together, the team and the tech. Then I'd be very surprised if, uh, if, if if the protocol doesn't doesn't do very well. Right, and you had also mentioned on that panel in consensus, you had this idea where it's like, yeah, well, tech will start here, and then it kind of veers out here, but then it usually kind of you know wraps back around and gets back to like here or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. you said that the journey could be expansive. Like right now, we're in this multi-chain. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Is, trying, is racing to be the best and you know, get the, get the people over and all of that. And, um, but it will consolidate to the most efficient, I think is what you're, you're, you're. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we see this in all tech cycles, right? We saw it with the web where all these sites came up and then eventually not all of them survived. And then, and then some became dominant. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, nobody believes in the tech and then suddenly everybody believes in it and now everybody's building with it. And then, yeah. And now there's a gold rush, and then well, actually, there isn't that much gold there. It's still a lot of gold, but the, yeah. you know, so 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 then uh, you know we go through these cycles. Um, yeah. And and I think it's blockchain is not the only space, but in blockchain everything is accelerated, and we're talking yes. about money here, so it gets even more crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, I, I think ultimately, if it is an efficiency play, which I think it is, uh, then I think it, uh, part of efficiency is also simplicity. Yeah, which I talked about earlier. So I think we're all rushing and making things making things more and more complicated. But I think as as the technology matures, uh, we will need to simplify and, and consolidate, and just to make things easier for everybody. And that, that will be part of the efficiency as well. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's why I can see it doing this. Yeah. 
you know, I it, it's such a it's so right to think of it as efficiency because that's technology in general. That's what technology has done during my lifetime. You know, I was, you know, it's, I mean, there was there's been computers around me my entire life, but they were pretty rudimentary. And it made it's all it's done is make communication, you yeah. know, transacting. Just even Web two is just all about making our lives more efficient to where we have to pay te- less attention to all these things. But it, it's kind of like this thing that happens where we end up paying more attention to technology because we or, you know we're but whatever well, we can do know. so much now yeah, yeah yeah we can do so much that's <laughs> what it is well adi i had um i had such a good time thank you for taking the time to come on um is there anything else did i leave anything out that we should have talked about i mean i know and i also appreciate your patience as i took us in all these different directions but is there yeah. is there anything that i uh i should have i should have brought up that i didn't Oh, no, I, th- I, th- I think we're good. I think we covered think, a, lot of, uh, think- a lot of bases uh, <laughs> in an hour. Yeah, what is it? Oh, over an hour. So I hope, yeah. I hope you didn't have anywhere to be. Um, all right. No, 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 no. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again. All right, pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.